Hi guys, welcome to today's episode of the Lean Muscle Warriors podcast. I'm here today with a colleague of mine. He's a certified level two online trainer and he will be a colleague of mine because he will soon graduate in kinesiology. Um, his name is Cole Watt and he's from Vancouver and he helps guys building up their confidence so they can confidently take off their t-shirt. Hi Cole, how are you? Hi, man. Thanks for having me. It's uh, a little bit early here, but nonetheless, it's an honor to be here. Do you have your coffee or tea next to you? I do. I have my, I have my green tea sitting here. I'm not a big coffee guy. I'm not. Uh-huh. Are you a coffee I, guy? I'm, I'm not sure we're going to be great friends, uh, but surely we're going to be good friends for, uh, for uh, today's episode. <laughs> just, <laughs> just joking. You're, I, you're, you're a coffee guy. I'm a coffee guy. And definitely, like, I would say that I'm not a tea guy. What? Yeah, I Dude, tea is so much better. <laughs> I I you you're not gonna convince me on this. Unfortunately, I had this conversation many times and I made my mind on it and uh, I definitely am not a tea drinker. But uh, you know what? I'll, I'll forgive you, but uh <laughs> I just want you to know that tea is better. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Cole. And uh, how how's everything going on with you? Um, you know, I'd like to know a little bit more about your history and, uh, um, you know, you're only 21, but you are already helping people with their health and fitness, which is very inspiring. And uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about how you got into fitness, fitness, and when did you realize that you wanted to help uh, the guy you work with now? Oh, dude, for sure. Um, I've always kind of been athletic my entire life. Uh, I'm a huge hockey guy. That's kind of Canada sport. So I remember like when I was like 10 years old, it, it could be raining and I would be outside just playing hockey. So I've always kind of been athletic in that terms. But um, I kind of just started going to the gym with one of my friends when I was probably like grade nine, which is about 14 or 15 years old here. And you just realize how much better you become in almost everything you do, uh, especially sports. So I was naturally as a hockey player, you want to get better every way possible. You start going to the gym and you realize like, wow, like, is this why I'm better or is something else going on here? So uh, I started playing ice hockey. Yeah. And one of my friends was a little bit on the bigger side. He's a little bit bigger and he really, really wanted to get better at playing hockey. So we started working out together and he had lost probably 25 pounds in like the five months that we were together and he he felt really good I'll tell you that he felt really good but I think I felt better (laughs) knowing that I was able to help him so that was uh that was kind of an eye-opener for me and it was like you know what like maybe maybe I can kind of do this um I don't it, it wasn't really a big like personal training wasn't really a big career thing I didn't know about it I just knew that it was a cool side job so, um, when I went to college the next year, I, I started working with some other personal trainers in my area and it kind of took off from there, man. I, I learned about Jonathan Goodman and I was like, you know what? I can make this work. So yeah. here we are now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's so great that you mentioned this because there is the misconception and for sure where I'm from in Italy, 
uh, that uh, online trainer is uh, like people say, oh, I have the personal trainer online that gives me the program and that's it. Um, but there is so much more about it, about online training and about, you know, how people who are certified to do this job, they know how to really help a specific type of person because they have built a system around uh, that specific person. And it's not like that the trainer uh, uh, necessarily trained that person like he trained himself. He just know what the person need and where to, where to help. So it's, it's great that you found out uh, at a, such an early age uh, about it. And I'm curious, like, what's your, uh, since you're studying uh, kinesiology, um, that, that's a great uh, like, spot where you can just practice what you learn uh, with you, with your clients. Uh, and that's an amazing thing. So I like to know what's your stance about when people go to the gym, you know, normal people, just to feel a little bit better and look a little bit better. How would you say like, that person can get the best out of uh, their uh, training program? Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a good question. I think a lot of people struggle with this. Um, I think the, the mindset here in training is you need to go zero to 100 and then stay at 100 kilometers an hour and until you get to your goal or until you get to where you want to be. And not only is that a backwards and dangerous mindset, but it's also setting yourself up for failure. So what a lot of people do, um, in my clientele anyways, people that come to me, um, one thing they say is, well, I, I never used to work out. And then I realized I wanted to lose 20, 30 pounds, whatever it is. So I started going to the gym five times a week for an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes each time. And it lasted for about three weeks. I was like, eh, go figure. Hey, it didn't last. So I think um, for everyone to get the most out of training, you have to find something that you genuinely enjoy, something that you're okay with doing for the rest of your life mm -hmm. and have fun. You have to just embrace the journey. Um, if you don't, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. If you don't like doing something, eventually you're not going to, you're going to stop doing it. You're not going to continue. Yeah. So yeah, dude, to get the most out of training, like have fun, like do it because you love doing it and not because you want to lose the 30 pounds by next yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree. And the reason why I agree is because we know that uh, at least for uh, training and diet, uh, that what, work, uh, what works is uh, something that you can do and something that you will do. So to do that uh, and to be consistent with it, uh, it's necessary that you choose something that you enjoy. There's no way you're going to keep up running if you hate running and every step feels like a burden, right? Yeah, so, it's actually funny you mentioned that. Um, He's not my client, um, but one person came up to me and he said, hey, Cole, if I start running a um, couple kilometers a day and eat less, am I going to lose weight? I said, well, I mean, theoretically, yeah, you will. But how long are you going to be able to do that for? Like, not only is winter in, in Canada or in Vancouver anyways, it's not very snowy. It's very, very rainy. Oh, so if you have the motivation to go run in like negative two pouring rain, go for it but it's just not a sustainable it's not fun i wouldn't want to do it it's I funny you say that because 
when I was a personal trainer at, um, uh, at a commercial gym in London, I had this client and she was, uh, uh, she, well, she came to me and uh, I had an idea that she wanted to lose weight or just improve her fitness and her muscle. But actually she came to me with a very interesting goal and it was that she wanted to like running, but she hated running. And then you open a whole, that's why personal training before I was saying, Online coaching is much more than what most of the people think because uh, then you open a whole door of uh, psychology and uh, why is that person saying that uh, she wants to enjoy running, but actually probably or very likely in that case it was difficult to kind of confirm this idea because uh, she was like defending this. She just, she just said, I want to enjoy running and you have to have yeah. So she wanted to lose weight and feel better while running. So it's uh, in her case, uh, I would say it's fundamental that you have this conversation with someone who know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and uh, you know, like uh, in in this uh, in this sense, uh, um, you know, most of uh, most of the people who want to look good. Like I wonder, like I come to you and uh, okay, I want to look better. And what's your average like time frame for working with people online? Do you work with them one year or six months or three months? Uh, dude, that's a, that's a tricky one. I don't actually have a time frame. There's never like, um, okay. so the program I work with, it's, it's a 12 pounds in 12 months guarantee. Okay. And the only, the only thing I guarantee is that not only will you lose the 12 pounds, but you're going to feel more confident naturally. Yeah. I, like if, if you gained a bunch, I, I'm guessing, what's your goal? My goal in fitness? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. My goal is to look jacked and uh, to probably gain another, uh, in my life, I'd like to gain another 10 pounds of muscle. Yeah. So let's say theoretically, I worked with you for a couple of years yeah. or a year and you, and you gain that 10 pounds naturally you're going to be more confident just because you've kind of you are where you want to be yeah. and so that's a that's a huge thing that my program kind of guarantees is you will lose the 12 pounds in 12 weeks yeah. and then you're gonna well actually i've never had anyone lose less than 12 but you're gonna lose the 12 pounds in 12 weeks yeah. and then you're gonna feel more confident and that's kind of that's kind of what i base everything off of and i think it, okay. it's it's a really it's a really cool um starting point yeah. but for in terms of timeline dude there's there's not a whole lot i can tell you here everyone has a different timeline right like yeah if someone who's like right now i'm working with someone who just um for the first time in like i think it's 12 years hit sub 300 pounds wow. so the timeline for him to reach his dream body is going to be quite a bit significantly longer than someone who's only about 210 pounds and wants to reach 195 pounds sure sure and my my question was you know let's say that you help me to lose 12 pounds uh, but uh, you know i'm this kind of uh, chubby look uh, guy where you know i lose 12 pounds and i look definitely slimmer clothes feels better people notice my results uh, but i still want to look great all year round um What's your oh, step? Like, how can someone, even when they bring down their body fat considerably, how can someone stay in shape all year round? So, 
especially in, in my in my target audience here, which is 20 and 30 year olds, there's yeah. this huge thing where I, I think we call it bro science. Yeah. And there's this huge thing where um, in the winter, you're going to bulk, you're going to eat as many calories as you can, you're going to gain the most amount of weight. And then in the summer, or just before the summer, you're going to shred. Yeah. So all the weight you've gained, you're going to try to lose it and look jacked or yeah. look super ripped. And so basically what we're doing is in the winter, we're eating everything we can and we look like a bear. <laughs> like, so you're not really in the best shape of your life because you just ate so much more than you should be. And then the whole reason we do that, not we, the whole reason they do that is so that in the summer they can, they can lose it and look, they, they have a six pack kind of thing. Yeah. And some of my clients still, they refer to like winter, like, oh, are we bulking? I was like, no, we're not bulking, dude. Like I, I like to work with a year round system. Um, I, I'm a huge strength and conditioning guy. I think there's a place for it in every program. Doesn't like if you're a power lifter, there's probably still some room there, especially if you're trying to lose weight. I think strength and conditioning is the way to go. So I love, even for me, I incorporate strength and conditioning 12 months out of the year and it helps me stay in tip top shape um, from January to December and then from December to January. So I, I think that's a really cool approach to take. Um, look good, feel good. And when you do strength and conditioning year round, you look good all year round. And I, I think a lot of people just jump on the bro science train of, you know what, I'm going to bulk in the, in the winter because I want to gain five, 10 pounds. But then in the summer, you know, I want to lose five, 10 pounds or maybe lose 10 pounds, whatever it is and look shredded. And I think, it, I think that's a recipe for disaster and people need to stop doing it. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting stance. And, you know, I, I like to, I'm curious, what, what do you mean when you say that you are, you use strength and conditioning for your training? Like what, uh, what do you mean by that? Are you referring to how I train or how I train my clients? How you train? Like uh, you, you said that, for example, you are a strength and conditioning guy and you manage to stay lean all year round by using it in your training consistently so what's what's like an average training session for you and overall in the year which uh, like i don't know i can tell you my in my training i will work on strength i will work on hypertrophy i will throw in some cardio uh, eventually but it's gonna be probably most of the time strength or hypertrophy um how, how do you train yourself yeah. So dude, like, I feel like if I showed you my training plan, what you would realize is it's not too much different from many people's probably even from yours. So I always have my strength training at the beginning, the hardest exercise, the exercise I want to improve on the most. I'll always start with that. So for example, bench press or squat, maybe shoulder press, something that, that uses many muscles, um, main exercise like deadlift, for example. Um, and I'll always try to build on those. I'll try to get better and better and better as the week goes. And then I kind of hit my hypertrophy in the middle. So yep. this is where I'm going to, this is where I'm going to do some of the easier exercises, but still need quite a bit of strength to do. So maybe your dumbbell chest press, maybe you're doing reverse lunges, whatever it is. But then how I end my workouts is, is where the strength and conditioning really, really um, shows up. I never, I never do cardio. Like I play sports, but I'll never go to the gym 
and hop on a treadmill or hop on a bike for 25, 30, 45 minutes, what I'll do is I'll incorporate plyometrics into the, the end of each workout. So I don't touch dumbbells for like the last 10, 15 minutes of my workouts. Instead, I'll do a lot of jumping. So box jumps, I'll do reverse lunges with jumps. So we call them jumping lunges here. Yeah. Um, plyometric push-ups, so like clap push-ups, just something that's going to take 10 minutes, not even. Sometimes it's literally like three or four minutes and you're like, holy crap, I can't do this anymore. My muscles are on fire. So that's a really big calorie burning component of every workout. Yeah. And I love to incorporate this with my clients. Um, what I've learned recently is there's a boundary. <laughs> so some people definitely need a little bit of a less strength and conditioning towards the end. But yeah, that's um, a lot of people don't do this, man. Like a lot of people will just do their workout and it will literally be um, four sets of hypertrophy, for example. So maybe chest press, dumbbell flies, and then two other exercises that are going to work on, on chest. Yeah. And then they'll walk out the gym. They won't do abs. They won't, they won't do anything strength and conditioning wise, meaning they don't really burn too, too many calories while at the gym. They've just really focused on the heavier lifts, which do as well burn calories. Don't get me wrong. But I think there's so much more we can utilize. Hmm. Yeah. And it's uh, very interesting. Actually, I am now curious to, uh, to try that. Uh, but um, when you implement those plyometric at the end, uh, um, so it's going to be quite uh, lightweight, but moved uh, faster, right? So when you do oh, yeah. a plyo push-up, we're talking about, you know, it could be a clap push-up or just a push-up as fast as, a, as explosive as you can. So yeah. how do you you set up that in a, in a circuit and you do like a sort of a high intensity interval training or is it just like, I don't know, 10 minutes of a box jump, for example? Oh, no, I never really, I never really time it. I'll always work in sets. Yeah. So depending how intense it is, yeah. I'll either do three exercises for three sets yeah. or I'll do four exercises for two sets. Okay. And what I found is four exercises for two sets is a lot more fun because you only have to do it twice. Yeah. but three exercises for three sets. So for example, maybe I would do um, box jumps yeah. and then I would do like um, jump lunges and then maybe I would do single leg box jumps to end it off. Mm -hmm. And just three exercises, you do like 10 reps each leg and like you want to cut your legs off by the end of it. So yeah. it, it's, it's super effective, but it, it like, I, I can't stress this enough, man. It's not for everybody. Um, some people seriously, like I can, I can see people in like powerlifting and bodybuilding. This isn't their jam. Like as effective as it is, they don't want to do it because that's not, that's not how they enjoy training. And like I said earlier, um, your first question, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to stay consistent with it. So if your goal isn't to be lean, then it doesn't make sense to end every workout with that. So yeah. I think, I think that, um, it's, it's definitely not for everybody. Yeah, I 100% agree. And that's why the, that's when the individual differences come um, in, in what needs to be considered. And uh, I'm familiar with this kind of uh, training. I've used that uh, many times with my clients. Uh, I, I've been introduced to it uh, for the first time from a famous trainer in America and uh, all over the, in the fitness world. Uh, who is Nick Tominello, wrote many books about fitness. Uh, and uh, I think he called him the 4-3-2-1 mm -hmm. 
um, kind of programming protocol where you just do start the, pro the workout with four sets of a heavy lift. It could be anywhere between three and six reps. Um, of course, if you, if you think that the client can max out uh, or maybe the client have powerlifting uh, goals, but then again, it would be probably better off with another powerlifting program. But in this case, we are talking about yeah. people who just train for fitness, for health, to generally feel a little bit stronger, a little bit more muscle, a little bit less fat. And uh, why it works well is because you have four sets of a strength lift and then you move into three sets of a superset where you stay more in the hypertrophy zone. Yeah. Um, and then you do two sets of a still hypertrophy set, but more in the 12-15 rep range. And then you do one set of a finisher. So it's very cool because uh, you just said now about the individual differences. Some people don't like plyometric. So in that, in that finisher, um, and this is as well when people like to use different uh, language, right? Um, if, if someone is more like cardio-based and enjoy running, uh, you might want to call it like the conditioning part of the training. Uh, whether if someone is more uh, into muscle building, building uh, um, so it's just about uh, different terms, but the idea is the same. You just finish with one set that challenge your cardiovascular system a little bit more. And uh, yeah, I, I, love, I love that kind of training. I haven't used it much for myself. Um, but yeah, it definitely has, uh, has its place. And uh, it surely incorporates different parts of fitness, right? You have strength, hypertrophy, metabolic, all in, all in once. And, and people can play with it. And actually, my client, uh, most of my clients love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, that the, the fun thing about it is the gym I go to anyways, it's full of bodybuilders who, who um, literally will do four sets of like bench press and then leave something else and they'll walk out kind of thing, right? Like they'll spend 40 minutes just on the bench press. Yeah. And they, because of that, they like never break a sweat. Yeah. And so I'm in the gym doing the plyometrics, whatever, just dying out here, like just sweating. And I'm walking around and people are looking at me like I'm a crazy guy because not too many people do that. And the only people who really sweat are people doing that, which there's not too many. And then people doing like cardio and stuff. Yeah. And then like the gym bros walk around with their big chest, big shoulders. And yeah, but um, it's pretty funny. The, the eyeballs you get looking at you. Yeah. I'm sure you get many of them, especially if it's a bodybuilding uh, gym, uh, they'll, they'll they be looking at you and be like, yeah, who's this guy? <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely like you are the one, you are the science guy. So you, I, I generally think that when it comes to strength uh, and conditioning, like coaches get a really good education because sometimes you get bodybuilding coach who get very specialized in what they do, but then they get a little bit into the dogma of bodybuilding where they start training with bodybuilding style if we're talking about coaches, they start training all their clients with bodybuilding style of training. Whether I don't think it's the best uh, idea, and uh, on the contrary, um, perhaps you have a different experience, but my experience with strength and conditioning uh, coaches has always been more of a client-centered conversation where the coach, the strength and conditioning coach usually go like, okay, what does the client want to do? want to look better okay just look better or does he want to improve strength 
or maybe the client want to run faster as well. So the strength and conditioning coach would analyze the the um, running um, the running movement, the running pattern, and try to use the gym to improve that. So I, I think it's a mm-hmm. much more. Uh, most of the time, uh, not bro approach to training, which I like. What's what's your experience with the strength and conditioning and the strength and conditioning world? Yeah, so I think uh, I think we need to relook at strength and conditioning as a whole. I think what it's supposed to be is beautiful. I think it's awesome. I think everyone should be there's like I said earlier, it has a place for everybody in every program. Yeah. But a lot of people are forgetting the strength part. They're yeah. forgetting the strength part of strength and conditioning. And they'll do they'll go to the gym and they'll do a lot of um like cardio and stuff like that and then claim that they're they're in their strength and conditioning phase of working out i was like well where's the strength part (laughs) you're 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 killing it with the conditioning that's awesome but where's the strength and here's the thing i love to think of strength and conditioning as like a dynamic duel like batman and robin Mm -hmm. um without strength you're miss like you're missing so much um i i say this a lot to my clients as well Running isn't the best way to lose weight. It, it, it might work, but you, you can literally be, you, you need to ask some of, some of your clients or some of your Facebook people, uh, you need to ask the runners, how has their progress been so far? And it, it's daunting how many people say, oh, you know what, it's okay, but it's nothing crazy. And, and, and those, those results are expected for us, but for them, they expect so much more because they think running is the gold or the the like the golden key to weight loss and it's really not people people forget how good lifting weights really is and that's that's where strength and conditioning is amazing you can still do your run if that's your conditioning part you can still do that yeah strength is where you really really need to hold emphasis um and strength doesn't mean you have to lift as heavy as you can on the bench press for for three reps and and risk (laughs) dropping the bar on yourself really it's pick up some weights and move them it could be anything it could be anything resistance training is just so important and find something you love with it and and make it work and a lot of people don't do that and then and then blame strength and conditioning uh they'll they'll accuse strength and conditioning for not being as good as it's supposed to be when they're only really utilizing half of the component or they they are using it wrong it's like people who yeah exactly it's like people who say that the squat hurts uh, i don't know someone's knee or uh, the deadlift hurts the lower back uh, but if you are you not doing deadlift correctly or doing squat correctly that might be the the issue and i have the feeling yeah. most of the time when it comes to this kind of question um that we as coaches get very very often it's uh, like people come to you and, and ask, uh, um, can I lose weight with running? Or can I build a bigger chest with only strength? And, uh, mm. you know, I sometimes, uh, when, when, when I get this kind of question, uh, I want to answer uh, in this way. Like, imagine a, a car going downhill on a very steep road. Like, can you, can you use the car going down, downhill with the first gear? Sure, sure you can. That's gonna waste a lot of fuel, 
that's gonna yeah. burn out the engine. Uh, but surely you can go downhill. Um, you you'd probably be better off uh, ad, with other strategies such as putting the I don't know how is it called in English but the no gear um, and just let the car go down okay with the minimal minimal yeah. effort um, or just put like the third gear or the fourth gear and just let it go down so you have as well a little bit of uh, of resistance and you you don't ruin all, all the brakes um, and that's the kind of situation here with the strength and conditioning you were or run that you were mentioning earlier yeah I, I i dude you're spot on one thing i like doing with my car though is when i am going downhill i'll put it in first gear <laughs> you can hear the engine i'll tell you that but uh <laughs> no dude you're 100 percent right like if you if you're looking for efficiency obviously you wouldn't keep it in first gear you're, you're gonna you're just gonna use a quarter tank of gas going down the one hill yeah. but Dude, that's spot on. That's right. Just put it in. We call it neutral. No gear. We call it neutral. Yeah, neutral. Um, yeah, so we put it in neutral or, or you know, put it in third, fourth gear, like you said. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it, actually. And uh, Cole, I'm curious, like, what's the, on average, like, the biggest challenge that your client have when they come to you the first time? What do people say they struggle with? Uh, all right, so I'll tell you what they say. Yeah. And then I think, I think I'll tell you how like they're completely misunderstanding. Yeah. But the biggest thing is time. Well, I don't have time for, to, for four workouts a week. I don't have time to incorporate health or fitness into, into my life. And then, so one thing I always do with them, it's like a, it's a quick, like five minute fix, if you will. Uh, we'll go over their, their, their normal schedule here. Yeah. And what I love to do is start with what time you sleep and what time you wake up. Yeah. To be honest, sometimes I don't need to know what you do with the rest of the day. But one of my clients, he goes to sleep at like 3 a.m. and wakes up at like 2.30 p.m. Wow. Now, I'm not a mathematician, nor am I Einstein, but that's almost 12 hours of sleep. Yeah. Now, we all, we all know there's only 24 hours in a day, which means you're spending half your day or a better way of looking at it, half of your life sleeping. Yeah. Now, to put it into proportion, your body really only needs eight hours tops. Now that's a quarter. Like we, we like that's almost a quarter there. Yeah. So we we could be looking at it more as a seventy-five percent of your day should be awake rather than fifty percent. Now think about the hours you've added into your day. So if you're telling me you can't add forty-five minutes a day yet you're sleeping for 11 and a half hours every day. I think you're crazy. Um, but that's only some people. Some people do actually only sleep seven, eight hours, and then they don't have time. And you know what? It's funny. I actually learned this approach from, from um, Alex from OTA2 as well. Yeah. But Not I, I follow his Instagram quite a bit. And he loves to, he loves to talk about um, plan your day, plan your non-negotiables and let life fill in around it rather than being reactive. So be proactive rather than reactive and plan everything you know you need to do for the day yeah. and then let life fill in. And I think that's something we don't do. Hmm. I think, um, I think Alex is spot on with this one. A lot of people will be like, all right, well, I got to work. Um, 
and that's it. I, I got eight hours of work and that's it. <laughs> and then what they do is at the end of the day, they realize they have no time. Yeah. Now, what, what happens when you, when you do this is you don't eat properly. You definitely don't work out if you don't want to. At the end of an eight-hour shift and you're tired, yeah. it takes a lot of motivation to get to the gym or even to do a home workout. But I, I, uh, they all say that time's a big issue. And I think, I think it's an issue that we all have. Yeah. But it's such an easy fix if you're willing to do it. And, and it, it's as simple as three or four things for the day. What do you need to do? What needs to happen for this day to be a good day? And then do those three things and whatever fills in around them, fills in around them. Done. I love it. I love it. I think it's, uh, it's like you say, like people just go through the day and they leave it uh, with their emotions. And uh, I'll, by the way, with your, uh, with your client, I'll be curious to know what he's doing after 9 p.m. From 9 p.m. until what 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. whenever he goes to bed, and that's one thing. Like you are just uh, being watched by your television, and yeah. you're not adding quality to your life because you are just switching off your brain. So I like uh, I like the planning and the, uh, just know how that day is gonna be. Like how would you define if that day is going to be successful or not? And you can extend that as well from uh, making great decision when it comes to diet, because if you don't plan and you are uh, trying to lose weight uh, and you wait uh, to think about what you're going to eat at the supermarket, like that's the best, the worst mistake. Like you're not going to make good decision because your uh, willpower is limited. So don't, and, and here we are here for the results. So we are not here to improve your willpower. We don't need to challenge your willpower too much. We just need to have clear priorities, clear goals, and just do daily actions and have fun with it, like you said earlier. Yeah, dude, it's awesome that you mentioned that because that's literally the, the most applicable real-world example there is. Going to a supermarket hungry is a bad, bad mistake. <laughs> but if you don't have a list, then setting yourself up for failure. If what you do isn't planned out, you're setting yourself for failure. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I get this a lot when uh, people uh, start my program and they, they, they want to know what to eat uh, and because they are used to this uh, online coaching idea where you have a coach that sends you what to eat. And this is not like learning and what works for you, not learning what your body needs to be healthy and to achieve your goal. Um, yeah, surely, surely you can have a, this conversation with a coach uh, saying that, you know, guide you through better uh, decision in terms of diet, 100%. But once you know those things, uh, you need to implement them in your life. And to implement them in your life, uh, as Cole say, is uh, um, you need some sort of planning and some sort of uh, learning if you don't know now. And uh, if you do know, just have support uh, whilst you implement those things in your life. So... Just contact uh, Cole. He seems like a great guy. And uh, actually, Cole, uh, I, I was wondering, like, how, do, how can people get uh, in touch with you and start working with you? And uh, just I'm curious if you have any particular project uh, that you want to launch in 2021. Yeah, dude. So actually, my, the Beachbod Blueprint, which is my signature program, the, which we the 12 pounds and 12 week guaranteed, we were talking about earlier. Yeah. 
Um, there's a wait list for that, but I'm opening up some more spots on January 11th, the Monday. And if anybody wants to get in touch, talk about maybe it's for you or not, uh, just reach out to my Instagram at cwatt underscore fit, C-W-A-T-T. Yeah. C did I get that right? <laughs> C-W-A-T-T, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, you, you're tripping me out. You're asking about my name earlier. But uh, yeah, that's uh, Instagram. That's primarily where my business booms. Okay. So yeah, that's that's kind of my, that, that's that's the best way to reach me there. And and you were telling me earlier that you, you don't just sell a program, right? Uh, people, you, you do this process of uh, getting in touch and finding out uh, if uh, that person would benefit would be a good fit for your program how does the how does the first part works because i know a lot of people yeah. are concerned about it about it or are afraid about getting in touch and reaching out for help yeah dude i, I never want people to think that i'm selling them a program yeah. um first and foremost there's a criteria like i i don't just put a put a, a net a fishing net at the bottom of the ocean and pick up anything i can get right yeah. um I work with a specific type of people and if I seriously don't think I can help you, I'm going to toss you in the direction of another personal trainer who can better help you. Yeah. This like, um, at the end of the day, it's not really a money thing for us. It's, it's a helping thing for us. Yeah. And so it, assuming you do fit the criteria and we do move on to the next call, um, what happens then is I, I really explained to you how it works and I don't sell you a program. I sell you results. And like I said, it's a 12 pound guarantee. Um, I've never actually had this, but assuming you don't lose 12 pounds, I'm going to continue to work with you for free until you do. So I like to think of it as a, a no risk, high reward. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, it's like uh, the best uh, return of investment because uh, I can clear all the concern about the fact that I might not be able to do it in 12 weeks. If I need more time, I can stay in the program until. Uh, until I reach my goals. And, and that's, that shows that you are here to really help people. Because some, some trainer I met in the past, they say they want to help people, but they actually want to earn money, which is fair enough, okay? But you, you, you'll be better off just, just saying that. And hey, Cole, you know, I, I really admire your work. Um, thanks for being here. It was, uh, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. And good luck for 2021. Dude, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I know you have a really busy schedule, so it's an honor and a privilege to be here. Yeah, and it's, uh, it, it was an honor to talk to you. And uh, guys, uh, so thanks, for much for, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if uh, I'm going to share all the links to call uh, in the description of uh, today's episode. Uh, thank you for being here. I just want to wish you happy Christmas uh, and happy new year. And if you didn't, uh, to check out uh, the 10K challenge, uh, which is a challenge to simply walk more. So to do 10,000 steps uh, a day, it's going to be on uh, until uh, the end of the year. Everyone can take part. So Cole, you can even uh, take the chance to walk more. I know in Canada and Vancouver in particular is rainy during the winter, but I'm sure that you can find an umbrella and get yourself. Uh, <laughs> we have umbrellas here now. <laughs> and, uh, Hey, we're going to talk probably in 2021, but for today's episode is everything. Thank you so much. Ciao, ciao.